0: Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Burgaw, North Carolina, 28425 every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org.
1: And I want to remind you, when I go over it twice, you know you'll have a test. When I go over it twice... How many know you have a test? Are we on one accord? Okay, I'm going to talk about justification again, and then we're going to have people to come up that did not come up before. When we look at justification, I'm going to give you the short definition. It's just as if we have never sinned. All charges have been dropped. When we look at justification, it's just as if we have not sinned, all charges have been dropped. And before I go on, raise your hand if you're still taking your test. Okay, we got three in here taking the test, so I'm thinking I don't have nothing here that could help you with this test. So I'm going to move forward. (laughs) I'm making sure. So remember, justified means all charges have been dropped and it's just as if you have never sinned. How many give glory to God knowing that all charges have been dropped and it's just as if we have never sinned. If we can go back and look over our lives and look at some of the things that we did, And we knew not to do, but we did it anyway because of the sin nature that was in us, that was controlling us, that was compelling us to sin. When the law said not to, that sin nature rose up in us and said, go ahead and do it, you'll be all right. (laughs) So we did it when we was not born again, amen. But now that we are justified, just as we have not sinned, according to Romans 3, 23 through 24, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So it says, For all have sinned. So nobody was left out. Everybody have sinned. And the reason why everybody has sinned and falling short is because in Romans five twelve, it says, Therefore, as just through one man, sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all have sinned. So because of what Adam done by being disobedient to God, Adam and Eve, it means that sin came upon the whole world because of one man, which was Adam. And the penalty of that sin was death. So all of us was made sinners through one man. So when it says all have sinned, nobody was left out because of Adam. Because of that one man's sin, sin fell on the whole world. And the penalty for sinning is death. And then it goes on to say, and have fallen short of the glory of God. I did give you the scripture, Romans 6, 23, the penalty of sin is death, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And when we look at um, falling short to the glory of God, it means that we couldn't meet his requirements, amen? We couldn't meet everything that um, he wanted us to meet. But when I gave you a scripture to... Look at how we were justified just as we have never sinned. All charges been dropped. I gave you the scripture dealing with Barabbas in Luke 23, 13 through 25. We know that Barabbas Barabbas was a murderer. He was rebellious and he was on trial. But the people brought forth Jesus and they said, let Barabbas go and crucify Jesus. Jesus was innocent. He done no wrong, but they put him in the place of a murderer, which is Barabbas. That's just as if you have never sinned, all charges have been dropped. And that's what God did for us through Jesus Christ. He justified us. All charges was dropped, even though we sinned. He took our sins and he put them on Jesus. It was a a great exchange. He exchanged his righteousness For our sin. We took his righteousness. He took our sin. And that don't seem like it's right does it. And that's why we should know. That God loves us so much. That no matter what we done. When we done it. Or how we done it. We were forgiven because of Jesus. Not because of any good thing. That we have done. Now when we look back at that verse again. I'm going to read it again. It says for all have sinned. And fallen short. Of the glory of God. Being justified, acquitted, just as we have never sinned, freely. So it was free. And it said it was by his grace. So God did this freely. It was nothing that we had to do. Ephesians two eight says, for by grace are we saved. So what is this grace? It's unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor that God bestowed on us. It was something that we didn't have to do to earn it. This is why this verse said it was freely by his grace, by his unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor. So God did this without us doing anything. Ephesians 2.8 says again, For by grace are we saved through faith, and it's not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So in order to access this grace, it is through faith. So that's the scripture to let you know about God's grace. Now, justified by grace. Romans 3:24 the next part said being justified freely by his grace through the redemption. Now when we look at God's redemption it's a releasing effect by payment of, of a ransom. The the price for sin has been paid. Who paid that price? Jesus paid that price on our behalf. So it says again for by well, let me go back up, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Jesus paid the price for us. He paid the price for sin because the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So it was paid. It's verified in Galatians 3.13. It said Christ took away. He redeemed us from, bought our freedom from the curse the law put on us, so Jesus did this for us. So that means that we didn't have to do anything to earn anything from God. The only thing we had to do was have faith in what Jesus done for us. The curse was put on Jesus. And by the curse put, being put on him, it freed us from the curse of the law. He changed places with us and put himself under the curse by becoming a curse for, for us. And it is written in the scriptures. Anyone whose body is displayed, who is hung on a tree, is cursed. So we see that Jesus took that curse. So if that curse was placed upon him, the curse is no longer on us. How do we bring the curse back on us? By trying to obey the law. By trying to do everything according to the law. If you know what Jesus have already done, then you don't have to go back and try to do it yourself because you put yourself back under the law, which brings a curse if you break the law. But when you know what he's done, you're not trying to do something to get something. You accept in what he has already done. So this is why we should be um, joyful. We should be giving God glory because all of us in this room know that we still do some things that we should not do. Some of us in this room still have unforgiveness in our heart. Dealing with different people from what from what they done to us, but when you know what God done for you, when you didn't deserve it, you would let go of that unforgiveness. You wouldn't hold on to it. See once you become born again, when somebody hurts you, when somebody do something to you that's not right being that you're born again and being that you know that you have been made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, being that you know that you have been acquitted and all the charges have been dropped and he's not looking at what you've done, how can we look at what somebody else done to us? When we do that, we fully don't understand his grace. We don't understand how his unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor got bestowed on us even when we didn't deserve it. So if we're holding on to anything, we fully don't understand what he done for us. If he justified us, if he declared us righteous, just as if we have never sinned, why are we holding things against someone else? Because we do not understand what has been done for us totally. It is so easy to drop bitterness to drop grudges to drop unforgiveness because have you ever thought about hurt is hurt you can't go back and change it but you can be mended from it you can be mended because god said that he will mend your broken heart and he will bind up all your wounds no matter what a person do what they say or how they do it we have to allow god's love to come in And do what his love need to do on our behalf so we can love others just like he loved us. That's unconditional love. Because, you know, I look at sometime throughout the day, we may say things or do things. And we know what we're saying and doing is not right. And we may have hurt somebody with what we said or what we have done. And that person may hold that. And you never know that that person is holding that against you. You know, and they, they're not acting right no more. They don't want to be around you no more. And you're like, what's wrong? What's going on? Nothing. So they allowed all of that hurt and they, and they pack it down. And then all of a sudden that hurt began to come at you and you're like, man, that was 20 years ago. And you're still holding that grudge against me? Why didn't you tell me how you felt? So all of that brings bitterness. And people say bitterness eat away just like a cancer. People don't understand the enemy knows things that you hold in your heart. You can walk around smiling, but you're full of hurt. And when you're full of hurt, it will change your demeanor. It will change your heart. It will have some people sick. And sometimes we wonder, why am I feeling bad all the time? It might be through what you're holding. So this is why we have to ask the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit, search me. See what's in me. See what wicked way is in me. Because I have learned, all of us in this room have done wrong to someone. It may not be like someone done wrong to you. But when you look in the dictionary, wrong and hurt is spelled the same way. And it has the same definition. So we cannot look at how big this hurt is and how little this hurt is and say, you hurt me more than I hurt you. Hurt is hurt. And all that equals sin, right? So when we go back to look at our lives and know in the past, the crooked stuff that we've done, and I'm going to say this because I'm feeling this in my spirit, the crooked stuff that we've done that have not even come to surface yet, but it's getting ready to turn over some ground. I'm, I'm saying that for somebody in this room. It's getting ready to come up to surface because it was crooked. And some people are still sweeping this stuff up under the rug and act like it's nothing and talking about what somebody else done last night. What make us better than they are, except yours haven't been exposed yet? It's more exposing coming, more exposure is coming. Things that you hear, things that you suppress, things that you have packed down, and the people that you have talked about and made them look like castaways, yours is getting ready to come to surface. I feel that in my spirit. It's coming up. And when it come up, it's going to slap you in your face so hard it's going to knock you backwards. Because everything that you have been telling people to do, you have not been doing it yourself. That's a hypocrite. So when we know what wrong is when we know what God has done for us. You're getting taught about justification and righteousness. You're getting taught about the love of God. You're getting taught all of these things. So there's no excuse. There's no excuse. I remember God um, told me one time he said when it was exposed in time. He said things are going to be exposed and I'm giving you the opportunity. to come to me and admit that me repent. That means have a change of mind, knowing what you done was wrong. If you don't do that, then I'm going to expose you openly. And some people have been exposed openly. So here go another round. We need to quit trying to make ourselves look as if everything is okay. And we're looking at everybody else like they're the biggest mess up ever. Everybody in this room got the same treatment from God. He reigned on the just as well as the unjust just because your sin don't look as big as somebody else's sin is sin. So we need to be careful how we put our mouths on other people because they mess up. Come on. We mess up every day. But some of our mess ups, we don't acknowledge them because they really don't look like mess ups because we keep doing them over and over again. But we always pointing fingers at what somebody else is doing, but we're not looking at what we have already done. Oh, y'all, I know this is good and right. Because God is talking to all of us. We need to look at ourselves. So when you know you have been justified. The price have already been paid. The price from redemption has already been paid. There's a scripture in the Bible, I think it's Psalms 107, that says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Some people are saying so and don't even know they're redeemed. They're just saying it because people are saying, let the redeem of the Lord say so. Okay, what that mean? So when you don't know what it means, you don't need to be saying it. Because when you know the price have been paid, when you know Jesus paid the price for your sin, then why do we keep doing the same thing that we're doing? If we know that we've been justified, if we know that we've been acquitted. And look, y'all, y'all see people out there that go out and rob banks or go out and do stuff they ain't got no business doing. They get away with it. So they think, oh, I can go do it again because I, because I got away with it. I haven't got caught. Let's say they get locked up. Then they go back and do the same thing again. This is what God is saying. He said, I have paid the price for you. You have been redeemed. You have all the charges have been dropped just as you have never, ever seen. If he did that for us, and we know he did that for us, why do we keep doing the same thing? Because we have not realized what's already been done on our behalf. So Galatians 4 verse 5 said, God did this so he could buy freedom for redeem those who were under the law. And so we could become his children or receive adoption as heirs. So he did this so we can become his children so we can be adopted by him. He paid the price and that price that was paid was death. He died on the cross so we can be justified, so we can be sanctified, so we can be made righteous in his eyes. Isn't that good? So the next time any of us in this room want to point fingers at anybody, point them back at yourself and say, God, just like you redeemed me, you redeemed them also, but they don't know that they've been redeemed. Just like you justified me, you justified them. You reign on the just as well as the unjust. So I believe that'll stop us from saying, you, you, you. Y'all see how I'm pointing? Ain't that thumb coming back my way? So we need to look back at ourselves, amen? So that's being justified, and I believe I taught that twice. Did I not teach this twice? Okay. So tonight, we're going to let the ones that did not go before dealing with salvation and being born again, we're going to let them go. And the ones online, you may not hear them because we are going offline at this time. So the ones that did not do salvation and being born again, I need for you to...
0: Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, You can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.